Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark, and there's Charles W. Chuck Bryant, and there's Jerry, and I'm Josh Clark, uh, and this is Stuff You Should Know. Hey, intern, this coffee's too hot. You're fired even though I don't pay you. Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty much an average Monday for an intern. Can be. Man, when I was researching and when I was reading this, I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. You know, I like all the movie references. That's great. Um, (laughs) But then when I did some um, external research, too, I was like, whoa, this is this is like a real social issue that we're facing right now. It totally is. You know, and it's um, it's like the dirty underbelly for sure. And it sucks because it seems like there's a significant portion of uh, millennials who are just strapped with this, who are saddled with this. This is just the way that the career paths have kind of gone. Yeah. And from doing research, it's our fault. The Gen Xers are the first ones who caved on this, and it just paved the way for it to be the new normal. Did you ever do an internship? No. Me neither. And it wasn't like a – like when I was in college 75 years ago, it wasn't uh, that big of a thing. Like I – of course, it – Knew of internships, but sure. like nobody I knew did one. No, you were basically like a go-getter who was just looking to pad your resume a little bit. Yeah. It was definitely extracurricular. Yeah, it was not super, super common, uh, at least among the people I knew. And we were all, you know, just normal, average, smart college students. It wasn't like I hung out with the heads by the dumpster. <laughs> so I didn't know about internships. Right. Well, that's why I didn't know about internships. Well, sure. I'm glad to know that I wasn't missing out, though. My mom's made me steer clear of guys like you. I so I know, and now we work together. How about Our that? fates are intertwined. That's right. Um, get this, Chuck. I saw this statistic. Between the 1980s and the mid-2000s, the number or the percentage of college graduates who'd done an internship went from 10% to 80%. Between when and when? 1980 and the mid-2000s. Yeah. That's crazy. That is. That, that underscores what we were just saying. Which is why I threw that out there. You have data to back it up. Yeah. <laughs> and data, by the way, is plural. Okay. <laughs> just want to make sure that it's set out Oh, there. so like if I stood up in front of my symposium and say, I have a lot of datas for this. Right. I might get laughed off stage. What symposium are you talking to? <laughs> the Data's Symposium. I want to be there. All right. I'll put you on the list. Okay. I'll uh, bring some pretzels. So this article is just so cute because it opens with a episode of Friends, which I don't even remember, and I've seen all those. But uh, apparently Chandler got an internship, and it led to wacky hijinks. Imagine that. Right. Which is the also the... Plot of every other intern movie or film ever. Yeah, there's one with Robert De Niro and Anne Hathaway. Didn't see it. Me either. There's one with Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn. Did I saw just a little bit, just enough of that to know I didn't want to see it. That was shot here in Atlanta, though. Oh, okay. So you saw it being filmed. And you're like, whoa. Yeah, that's all. I need. You <laughs> and everybody on set heard you. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think that it was at Google, like real Google, not made up Google, like. Uh, I saw a guy the other day, I meant to tell you this, in um, what city were we just in? Not Lawrence, Kansas, but Austin, Texas. Uh-huh. And by the way, thank you to those cities and all the others on this most recent tour. Yeah. 
which are winding up here in New York and Atlanta soon. Right. But uh, big shout outs to Lawrence, Kansas, especially. Love that place. Right. Uh, but anyway, I was in Austin and there was a group of uh, tech dudes. Um, in Austin? Yeah. Uh, at this restaurant that I was at having drinks. And one of them, the most obnoxious of, of the lot, had a Huli shirt on. And Huli is the fake Google type company from, uh, oh, from, uh, what's it called? Silicon Valley, the TV show. Oh, my. So he had a Huli shirt and he was the one leading with all the bad jokes. And I wanted to punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet he listens to the show too. So you've really made your point here. Yeah. You know, if you were in Austin and you have the Huli shirt, you, sir, have a punch coming. Yeah, some that guy's listening. He's like, "Well, it's not me. My jokes rock." Yeah, that couldn't be, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's another stat for you: um, a 2016 survey from the National Association of Colleges and Employers, the NACE. They said more than 72 percent, and this is where it gets a little like this is actually good information because the whole big question is: Are internships worth doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they found that more than 72% of paid internships did lead to job offers. So that's pretty good. Uh, that's a good number right there. I actually saw uh, one from 2013, and it, it was at 63%. So right, there's so an actual... Getting like, better? Yeah, it is getting better, which is pretty interesting because that means that it's it's it, it it's becoming, I guess, a legitimate career path then rather than just a fake career path. Right, but that is... To, point out very clearly paid internships paid uh unpaid internships which we'll get to which is basically to me a very unethical illegal thing to do mm-hmm. illegal depending on how you're doing it you can get away with it but i think completely unethical you should always pay people to work yes um not less, exposure yeah exactly uh fewer than 44 percent got job offers from unpaid internships and that is not too far above the 36.5% of people who get a job offer with no internship at all. Yeah, so that's about 8% more. That 2013 saw that climb too because it was 37% got a job offer versus 35% who hadn't interned. So it does seem to be having an impact, at least between 2013 and 2016, it's been changing. Yes. And with unpaid internships in particular, I've seen that. Um, there is like a whole mentality among millennials entering the workforce who are saying, you know what? I would rather take an unpaid internship in the field that I want to get into in the hopes of getting a good job in that field than to start down a different path in another field that I'm not feeling so hot about and end up getting trapped in there. Yeah. And <clears throat> apparently they are um, so dedicated to this idea that People are starting to take like two, three, four unpaid internships in their field in the hopes of making this work. Part of the problem is, is that means that you're, you're, you're feeding the gig economy because you're doing whatever side hustle you can. Yeah. Uh, which, oh man, I hate that term so much. Um, side to, hustle? Yeah. To pay the bills. Uh, because it just makes it so cool. It's like, no, you're being exploited. That's what it is. It's yeah. not a side hustle. It's exploitation. And you're messing up the economy. Yes. Okay. So, to a so certain degree. you're having to carry out gigs to, to make ends meet, or you have some other, um, 
you know, a low paying job that is not so demanding that you can't also do your internship at the same time. Or parents who will just float you. <laughs> right. That's a big one too. And so if this is the new career path where you work unpaid internships, two, three, four of them, before you finally get a paying job in your chosen field and it makes you um, re- makes you rely on say your parents or whatever for people who can't rely on their parents that means that that path to a chosen career is closed to them yes. they have to just start working immediately yes and that that means that it's automatically unfair so exploitation is leading to unfairness in in even more sinister ways as well yeah and that's something that you know what because of my privilege, I never thought about. But if you're out there saying, well, what's the big deal? If I want to take an unpaid internship and my parents are going to float me to do that and I get the experience and I get a job, like who am I hurting? And you're screwing up the economy and you're creating an unfair system for people that cannot afford to do so. You're yeah. part of the problem. And and it's not just you, millennials. Calm down, calm down. This is this has always been the case with internships, especially unpaid internships. But internships typically come from connections. Yeah. Sure. So the more connected you are, or your parents are, meaning the wealthier they are, um, the the more, the higher chance you have of getting a plum internship and so advancing along the way. So much so that I was reading this really good article I would recommend to everybody. Um, it's called The Dream Hoarders, How America's Top 20% Perpetuates Inequality. And it was basically saying that you, anytime you use your um, outside channel connections, outside of formal networks, your connections to get your kid or your nephew or whoever um, a an internship, you are gaming the system and and making sure that inequality just perpetuates on and on and on. Yeah, cronyism is that what it's called? Yeah, I guess so. And nepotism, both. Sure, both theisms. So let's look a little bit about the history of the intern. Um, <clears throat> you need not look any further than uh, the medical community as to where that comes from. That term, at least. Because post WW1, uh, there was a, a, a consensus that like, hey, you went to medical school. That was fine. You poked around some dead bodies. You maybe cut a few open and that's great. You know a lot, but we don't fully feel great about just releasing you into the world as a doctor just yet. Maybe you should tag along and work as uh, an apprentice of sorts, yeah. as a physician in training. In a hospital or a physician's office or whatever, you know, wherever, however you're going to do this, maybe you should do that. And we're going to call them interns. And that's an internship. Uh, they'd been doing this for, for centuries and centuries. There have been apprentices where you would learn about a trade. Uh, and then later when, when politics came around, um, you could be an apprentice to a politician and learn about, uh, government jobs and such. But, the word intern really comes from medicine. Right. You could be a sorcerer's apprentice, too. Yeah, that's right. So as, your parents would float you. <laughs> right. Well, Mickey Mouse's parents were loaded. <laughs> um, at some point, though, some companies started to say, hey, I've got a great idea. We can actually kind of formalize this informal thing of like, hey, can you get um, my cousin Biff's kid on this summer as an intern at your company or at your law firm or whatever, um, we could formalize it by using our connections with 
other prestigious universities. So prestigious company meet prestigious university. And um, we will we want some of your students to come work here for us for free, for free. We just want to make sure that's clear. And in return, why don't you give them like college credit for it? How about yeah. that? And that's when the internship uh, at the time it was called a co-op, mm-hmm. but that's when it really started to develop and spread and, and catch on. And I think the earliest one was something like 1909 at um, Northeastern University, which sounds made up. So like a, from a Jeremy Piven movie or something like that. But it wasn't until the 60s that it really started to catch on. Yeah, it, it sort of started and then took a bit of a dive in the 1960s, 70s, and obviously 80s and beyond from your stat. But again, as we said, like even even as we're saying, like caught on, like you were not a, you were not in the norm if you got an internship in college. It was still unusual. Yeah. Uh, but between 70 and 83, the number of universities offering these co-ops or internships uh, went from 200 to a thousand. So a big increase, to be sure. For sure. Uh, and some people still say co-op, uh, although they're probably like in their 70s if they're saying that. <laughs> right. They're trying to sound hip. Um, well, and there is a bit of a difference actually. Co-ops, I think usually you would just stop going to school and take a full-time job for a little bit, like up to a year. It's almost like a work abroad, but you don't leave, or I guess you could leave. Uh, whereas internships usually, like you Mm -hmm. said, it's like a summer thing, or I'm going to take a a semester off and do this kind of, kind of deal. Right. Is that right? I believe so. So, um, well, let's take a break. Let's, man. And we'll come back and talk a little bit about uh, whether or not internships are really necessary right after this. Learning stuff with Joshua and Charles. Stuff you All right, so... Under the banner of this article, do we need internships? Uh, they can be super useful. Here's my take on it. Okay. If you if you're going for a science based job in the STEM field, if you want to be a chemist or a biotechnologist or a neuroscientist or something, mm-hmm. uh, you want to work in AI, data analysis, you might benefit from and pretty well from uh, doing an internship. Uh, same goes with like psychology, political science, economics, a lot of those fields, it can be a good way to get your foot in the door and really learn as like a research intern or a laboratory intern. Yeah. Because I mean, when you, when you enter a profession, there's a lot of stuff that are really peculiar to that profession. It has certain jargon. People tend to work in certain types of groups. They use certain types of software. And you're making good connections. They use right. They use certain types of um, of like equipment, that kind of stuff. And so, like through a formal internship, a real internship, you can um, you can learn quite a bit and a lot. So much so that um, even people who are generally against unpaid internships would say, if that's the type of internship you're talking about, then then yes, technically an unpaid internship is acceptable because what you're getting is such. Um, Unrecreatable, real world experience. Yeah, 
like real job training. That 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 that's value. That's worth at least as much as you would be paid for for doing the, whatever work they're having you do as well. Yeah, uh, and this is just me talking <laughs> here, but my sense and my experience of talking to people and reading about this stuff is that internships with like. And this is not across the board because we have had interns here, not for stuff you should know, but here at How Stuff Works. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by all accounts, they obviously were paid and paid well. Uh, but I think in every case, like really enjoyed their time and learned a lot. Um, but generally, I think media and entertainment companies are where you are most likely to be uh, exploited. exploited and abused and get less real world training out of your internship yeah because it's a broad statement but generally true they're the ones that are always getting sued by former interns (laughs) that's right which is true we'll talk about it later and and i think one of the reasons why is because some of these especially like the stem professions or architecture is a really good example um it has such a long history of internships yeah that there's like a formal process um, that has been established over the years. So it would be very obvious to any intern very quickly if they were being exploited instead of actually being trained in the, the field that they're looking to go into. Yeah, you're Whereas, probably, you're probably not going to go to a science, uh, laboratory and have them say, Hey, I need you to take my personal laundry to the cleaners after work. Probably not. But you if, will probably get that from a producer. Right. Exactly. Or go um, sit in Selena Gomez's front row seats at this concert because she's going to be a little late. <laughs> Seriously, I read that. I one like, of the articles. So that I means read. I get to watch like the opening band? Pretty, pretty much. They're like, yeah, if that's how you want to look at it, sure. I'll look your attitude. Way to go. You're going to go places. That's funny. But yes, uh, with media companies, it's they're kind of like, hey, we want that too. So I think that they kind of picked up the slack and started, um, you know, twisting what was initially a, a good thing into something exploitive. Correct. Well, what, why does Sunita, uh, Selena, Selena, Sunita Gomez, what's her name? Selena. You know Selena Gomez. Don't I even don't. play. It. I, I take it she's someone famous, but why would she need someone to hold her seat? I wonder that Wouldn't myself. she have an assigned seat? I, and a ticket? W- you would think so. But let's say that there's some riffraff who are like, I'm going to sit wherever I want. Uh, sure. Selena doesn't want to deal with that. Oh, okay. She doesn't want to have to come up and be like, oh, excuse me. He's very nice. Excuse me. <laughs> gotcha. You're in my seat. So intern, you just go sit there. Yeah, because she can Don't walk fart. up and be like, intern, you you can go now. <laughs> yeah, you better not fart. I would fart all over that seat. <laughs> she'd, have, she'd have the fartiest seat in the joint. It'd have like those cartoon like green... <laughs> Like wisps of air coming off of it. All right. So all kidding aside, um, it, what you want to do when you get that internship, though, if you're looking like some people are just looking for experience, some people are looking for a job at that company, mm-hmm. make yourself invaluable. Like that's true with whatever, whether it's an internship or whether it's your job. Yeah, sure. Always make yourself invaluable. But what I mean, you want as an intern is for when you leave for them to go, crap. Sam's gone. Right. Like, where did Sam go? We had Sam doing all this great stuff for us. Sam's the real intern, remember? I know. (laughs) Well, I was reminding everybody else. I knew you knew. Yeah. uh, Well, I think people, we might have said this on the air. Sam, uh, who used to send us our our 
podcast topic ideas that one summer, Summer of Sam. And and was the Bat Boy in one episode, the softball episode of our short-lived TV show. Yeah, I ended up writing a letter of recommendation for Sam for college. He went there and ended up coming back and interning with How Stuff Works uh, this year. And he was shoved by nary a How Stuff Works staff member. No, I think Sam had a good time. He had a great time. And I could see Sam coming to work here full time. Yep. I mean, that's not a job offer, Sam. <laughs> I'm not the decider. <laughs> but it's one of those things like when Sam or uh, any of our interns, when they leave, you want people to say, oh, well, what do we do now? Because that means that they have a good chance at coming back and working. Right. You know? What does this have to do with Selena Gomez, though? <laughs> I don't know, because she's probably never an intern. But you know who was an intern? Who? Bill Gates. Was he really? Where? I don't know. Oprah. Okay. Oh, you just got a list, huh? Tom Hanks, <laughs> Brooke Shields, Steven Spielberg, Tom right. Ford, yeah, Spike Lee. Tom Ford, huh? Yeah, the fashion industry is like notorious for exploiting its um, yeah, interns. Yeah, I could see that. So much so that um, there was a, uh, I can't remember the name of the organization, but it grew out of Occupy Wall Street. Uh -huh. And they were handing out um, buttons at, at Fashion Week that was saying, like, pay your interns. Yeah. I don't think it went over all that well. I said, Venti! Venti! <laughs> right. wonder how many times that's been screamed. Yeah, a lot. In a fashion office. Eh, a lot, yeah. A fashion office? <laughs> well, yeah. Fashion office, cow farm. <laughs> that's, that's my understanding. Um, all right, well, let's talk a little bit more about paid versus unpaid. Okay, and, yeah. And get real with some stats. Yeah. So the NACE that I was telling you about earlier in 2016... They did a uh, internship and co-op survey report, and they said the hourly wage average for interns, undergrad, um, has been close to the same for about seven years at a pretty good $17.69 an hour. That is not bad for an average no. for a paid internship. I, I was surprised by that. I have never made that much an hour. I wonder what industry is driving that up. I don't know. Because that just doesn't seem – that seems high to me. Maybe us. Well, I mean, you weren't ever paid that because the cost of living was like a third of what it is now. Well, yeah, true. When you were <laughs> at intern age. I think my first job, I was a busboy at JJ's Barbecue in Stone Mountain when I was 13. That's awesome. And I think I think it was like 335 or 375 an hour was the minimum wage. Isn't that crazy? That is so low. That's gross. You're like, <laughs> I, I'm 13 and I live with my parents and I can't even live on this. <laughs> no, it was pretty great. I, like what 13-year-old is making, you know, 60 bucks a week. That's a lot for a 13-year-old. Yeah, in, in 1983. Man, you could have bought a car for 60 bucks in 1983. <laughs> yeah, I had all the Van Halen albums I could buy. I'll bet you I was did. buying doubles just so I could play Frisbee with them. Nice. Uh, so that's paid internships, but as we have been saying, um, you can get away still with not paying internships. Uh, there is a six point, um, bullet point list from the Fair Labor, uh, Fair Labor Standards Act mm -hmm. for private sector for profit businesses. Yeah, because we should point out that if you're an intern at a nonprofit, yeah, they have no problems with this legally. You're just a volunteer. Right, exactly. Okay. That's the distinction. Yep. Good, good pointing that out. Thank you. Uh, but private sector, for-profit, you can 
technically not paying it, or here, here are the qualifications. Okay. To meet for unpaid internship. Number one <laughs> is internship is similar to training that would be given in an educational environment. It's boom. Right there. That's so all you need so right learning. there. Yeah. That's the one that's not met, I think, most of the time. What's another one? Another one is that um, the the in the experience has to be for the benefit of the intern. <laughs> That's a big one. Oh yeah, that is a big one. <laughs> These are all pretty big. Uh, number three, the intern does not displace regular employees. That is big, but works under close supervision of existing staff. Right. Not like go make these knockoff Gucci wallets. Right. Here's how you do it, and then we'll see you at the end of the summer. Make 500 of them. Yeah, you know how to run a sewing machine? <laughs> <laughs> well, too, too bad because you have to stitch this by hand. Uh, what's number four? Uh, the employer that provides the training, this is weird, yeah. doesn't get any immediate advantage from the activities of the intern. And this is my favorite part. And on occasion, its operations may actually be impeded. Yeah, this which, is the one that's probably never adhered to. That's the intern rule. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no immediate advantage. In other words, it 100% has to be about you giving of yourself to teach the intern. Right, and you're actually putting yourself out by having an intern. Yeah. Apparently, Gomer Pyle is your intern or something like that. Yeah. Because your <laughs> operations are impeded. <laughs> I don't even know if I fully agree with that one, to be honest. I love that one, though. Uh, number five, the intern is not necessarily <laughs> entitled to a job at the end of the internship. Easy enough. And finally, the employer and the intern understand that the intern is not entitled to wages. So it's just got to be clear. It's not like after two weeks you're like, so where's my paycheck? Right. Like, oh, we didn't tell you. And this is the way that things have been for years and years and years. But then there was something that happened in 2011, and it changed everything. And we're going to talk about that right after this message. All right, Chuck. So I was saying that in 2011, things changed a little bit because for years and years, everybody's just like, whatever. Everyone knows interns are exploited free labor. Who cares if they want to do it? Whatever. Um, but then in 2011, two interns stood up and said, no, no. An end to this. <laughs> yeah. Eric Glott and Alex Footman both worked for Fox Searchlight Pictures. And I believe they both interned on the film Black Swan in particular. Yeah. In New York. And they said, you know what? This is total BS. We're employees. We're being worked like employees. We're, this is not an internship. We're going to sue Fox for back wages. And they did. They filed suit against them. And their whole case was based on the idea that everything that they had gotten out of it was the same thing that any entry-level employee would have gotten from it. Yeah. There was no formal internship whatsoever. They weren't taught anything. There wasn't like any kind of vocational training, nothing like that. Um, they were just basically exploited grunt work. And and like I said, they sued Fox. And they actually won. Yeah, I mean, I read an article called Work is Work, colon, Why Free Internships Are Immoral from The Atlantic. Mm -hmm. And the author said basically... Uh, this is a good quote. We accept that they are not salaried because they are temporary um, because the work is done by students and not insignificantly 
for the simple reason that we choose to call them internships, a position we've come to consider unpaid. Like, by all accounts, these dudes were PAs. Right, exactly, and they thought so too. And a judge actually in 2013 said, you know what, I agree with you. Um, it was in the, the Second Circuit Court of Appeals. The judge said, yep, these guys are right. They were employees. You exploited them. You need to pay them. Um, and he actually came up with a different set of rules, his own test, which is basically like the exact same thing as the other test. Yeah. Um, well, we'll read through it quickly just because it is a little different. Um, the intern and the employee understand there's no expectation of compensation or job guarantee. Yeah. Uh, provide similar training to the educational environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's a little bit different. It's tied to the intern's formal education program through integrated coursework or academic credit. Right. That That's is different. That is significant too. Uh, it is aligned with the academic calendar. That's a little different. Mm-hmm. And the intern's work complements rather than displaces paid employees. Yeah. Right. And, but he also took out something, um, which was that the, uh, employer does not benefit from the internship. Right. Uh, which I, I guess in some ways at the very least clarifies it or takes out what the judge considered was an impossibility. Yeah. Um, and made it harder for, for interns to point to that and say, no, this is, they clearly benefited from it, but they're going to anyway, I think was the judge's point. So yeah. with, with, uh, ultimately Fox settled in 2016 with these two guys and they have been awarded 400. No, I'm sorry. One of them was, uh, awarded $7,500 and the other one was awarded $6,000 in back pay. And then uh, like, I think 98 other, um, interns from Fox Searchlight at the time who joined the class action are getting $495 in back pay each. Good for them. Yeah, it's the point. And they actually, there were huge ripples that went through the industry, all industries that involve interns um, and just changed things quite a bit. Well, I saw where one of them, I don't know if it was this case, but one of them was appealing the decision. And I read that and I was just like, are you serious? Yeah, the fact that Fox went for five years arguing against this and yes. they had to pay out thirteen five plus another, I don't know, five grand, 50 grand even? For paying these kids to work and do a good job. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was a little unbelievable. But again, I think what they were fighting was, no, we, we really like having free interns. We don't want any of the rules to change. That's ultimately what I think they were fighting. And because of this lawsuit, the rules did change, um, not with this test that the judge came up with. Most states still use the original one that we went over. Yeah. But a lot of companies said their legal counsel said, hey, uh, your your legal exposure has changed now. So you need to reconsider your internship programs. Yeah. And that was just one suit. There was one in uh, 2014 against Condé Nast. Where they paid five point eight million dollars to settle a class action suit, mm-hmm. uh, seventy five hundred interns got together, and this is like in the fashion world, like you were saying, they worked for Vogue and Vanity Fair and other uh, magazines like that, and they refused to pay them like at least minimum wage, and so they and what was the other one? Viacom, yeah, uh, Viacom, MTV, uh, BET, they agreed to pay about seven point two million dollars in two thousand thirteen. MGM paid about 232000 uh earlier this year. So 
you know, again, like I was saying, it's like media and entertainment companies are the ones that seem to take the most advantage. So like the, all of these lawsuits, like just, it was a huge ripple. Um, and a lot of places like Condé Nast said, we're not doing interns anymore. It's just, it's too much uh, legal exposure. Yeah. Uh, places like some places, like I think NBC news said, we're going to pay our interns now. Um, and that just kind of was, it's just like flipping a switch. You know, you basically have to do one or another, or there's actually three things that you could do. You could set up a formal internship program that like works with, you know, universities. Yeah. You can start paying your unpaid interns or you can just stop your internship program. But the, the fact that like these two interns like just changed the entire yeah. intern economy. With that initial lawsuit in 2011, it's it's surprising. Yeah, I mean, they're just now they're if they get do away with internships, they're just calling them entry level jobs. Yeah. And so I guess the difference is you can't do that as a student, probably. Right. What do you mean? Well, do that entry level job. You would have to quit your college probably to do that in most cases. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, but again, there's like, there's another way to do it, which is to actually set up a formal internship program. Right. Which is, I think, what we have here, right? I would guess so. I, I actually don't know. I'm just, yeah. I, I would guess just because we're one of the top hundred ethic, most ethical companies in the world. Yeah. <laughs> is that a real ranking? Yeah. I can't remember where it's, I think I saw it on like the side of a Delta jet, maybe. Oh, really? Yeah, I saw it somewhere. Nice. Or no, my coffee? <laughs> I've seen it somewhere. It's definitely a real thing. And how stuff works deserves, if you ask me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so if you do want to take part in an internship, because it can lead to jobs, <laughs> yeah. we're not poo-pooing internships. We're poo-pooing non-paid ones. We're, I'm poo-pooing the non-ideal internships where you are learning real stuff that is going to apply to your real career. Right. And that you got based on your merit rather than your parents' connections. Yeah, that's what we're celebrating here. Yes. Um, so one way to get these uh, internships is to use your parents' connections. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is true, though. Friends and family and networking, like, that's how you get jobs. It's it's just sort of the reality of life, you know? Yeah. Um, your university professor might can help out. Contact the business themselves. I remember Sam sent an email to us. And I said, great. And I sent Sam to uh, uh, Tamika here in the office who handles that stuff and said, I recommend Sam. And he got the gig. So it was through a connection in a way. Right. But it was through a connection he made by being a go-getter and emailing us. Sure. Uh, what else? You can uh, LinkedIn is a place you can look. Um, there's something called Intern Tips. Intern Tips. That's that's a great website name. I don't think that's it. Internships dot com. There it is. Um, that they call the eHarmony of uh, internships. So media that, Media Bistro. Do you ever look on Media Bistro for jobs? No, I never heard of that one. Oh, it's all, like all things like writing and, and movies and um, oh, just, like cool jobs. Yeah, yeah, but like you can find lots of internships on there and on our beloved ZipRecruiter, Chuck. They, oh, yeah. They uh, post internship jobs, too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Go out and get one. Get it, get get a good one. Get it in the right way. You can learn a lot. There's also, I also ran across some stuff. Um, so there's like a whole community of unpaid interns, the Intern Nation. 
Um, and they've kind of come up with like blogs to just oh, yeah. com- commiserate with one another. To vent. There's fashion intern <laughs> problems is one of them. Anonymous production assistant blog. Yeah. And intern anonymous. Those are three, three good ones to start. I think the last two are mostly associated with like, um, production stuff out in Hollywood. Yeah. But in all seriousness, if you're being exploited for real or taken advantage of for real, I know it's probably hard to speak up because you think, like you're in there, you don't want to cause trouble, but uh, be brave and blow that whistle. That's what I say. <laughs> you just ruined like five kids' lives. <laughs> or made them better. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. This was a tough one, I know, right? <laughs> uh, let's see. If you want to know more about internships, you can type that word into the search bar at HowStuffWorks.com. And since I said that, it's time for listening to me. I'm going to call this Secret Service. This is a good one. Mm-hmm. Just listen to Secret Service, guys. Wanted to fill you in on a missing piece. You're joking a little bit about why there weren't younger, more agile Secret Service agents out there protecting the president. But that's a really important. There's a really important reason for that. Uh, that you would need to be older and more experienced. In a former job, I used to interact with a security team who had been the presidential protective detail in the White House. They were the most stoic and tight-lipped people I've ever met. Uh, I can imagine, you know. Sure. But one of them did occasionally tell the story uh, about a time where there was a credible threat when their team had to respond quickly. The upshot of the story was that in order to do their jobs, they had to take charge of the president, which meant getting him in a car, rerouting the motorcade against his will. Uh, so basically, like, it doesn't matter what the president's saying. You right. supersede that. Wow. Uh, the president was furious and tried to order him to change course. But it later came out that the threat had been real. The decisive action had probably saved the president's life. I don't know many 27-year-olds who would have the cojones. This is what uh, Anonymous says. Did they use a J? Yeah. Oh, good. Go in Anonymous. <laughs> Instead of what? An H? Yeah. Yeah. No. Spelled correctly. All right. The cojones to stand up to a direct order from a sitting president or who would have enough experience to be able to convince the leader of the free world to shut up and get in the car. Don't forget the presidential protective detail is responsible to save the president's life which sometimes means saving it from his or her own bad judgment or ignorance. Wow. Uh, Love to all, Anonymous. Way to go, Anonymous. And also, way to go with that or her edition. Yeah. This person, This person's right up our alley. Uh, If you want to get in touch with us like Anonymous did, you can join us on Twitter at SYSK Podcast or Josh Home Clark. You and Chuck are both uh, on Facebook and at Facebook.com slash Stuff You Should Know can send us an email to stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com. And as always, join us at our home on the web, stuffyoushouldknow.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. 